For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 750 WSB. Depend on it. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 2 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I'm Eric Von Hessler, that's Jared Yamamoto, that's English Nick, that's Autumn Fisher. Before we get to Outrage Corner, a little bit of an update on the uh, Phillips Arena situation tonight. So the FBI is saying this is not a credible threat in their eyes. Correct. And this is the hacktivist, crazy word, I kind of like that word, Hack of, hacktivist, anonymous people are saying that they've seen some chatter that ISIS was looking to hit a bunch of different places, and one of, on today especially, and one of them was going to be the wrestling, I say wrestling match, like it's happening, I don't even know if that's the right thing to call it. Yeah, but Survivor. Call it matches, okay, matches? the wrestling match, the big wrestling show. Survivor Series, WWE. Thank you, you can't call it sports. It Can you call it a fight? It's not even really a fight, is it? Yeah. I mean, I, the, uh, a play, it's wrestling a, play. It's a wrestling play. The <laughs> wrestling play, and I think that it's a good thing. And I, I don't want to hear anything from anybody. I think that's positive. The wrestling play that is slated tonight at Phillips <laughs> Arena is still going to go on. The FBI, FBI is saying there's no credible threat. Hacktivists are saying they've seen some chatter. Here's the question I said we were going to get to earlier, and much like I often do on my own show, I don't follow up what I say I'm going to. The real important question here is. Is it credible with the FBI and our local authorities that there are ISIS people in place to pull something like this off if they were given the green light? I mean, it's one thing to say, you know, they talk about a lot of stuff and those hacktivists found stuff that wasn't operational. What I want to know is, is it credible that there's anybody in the city of Atlanta that could do this if they were told to do this? And I want to know how many. I want to know what they know. I want to, you hear these stories about how the FBI has open investigations in every state. You hear about, sometimes I hear a number of around 100 or so mm-hmm. that, are really, that are in this country that are really they're keeping an eye on. I think I have a right as a citizen of this city to know how many of those are here and how much of an eye is on them. And if you've got an eye on them, can't you just frame them for something and lock them up? <laughs> right. Shouldn't there, shouldn't there be a shouldn't there Good be old-fashioned justice? You shouldn't know? there be a site like you know, like the sex offender sites that you can look at? Like right, who's right. in your neighborhood? There should be one of those. I I think. Part of intelligence is sometimes you don't want them to know that you know. Right. That's the thing that makes it kind of difficult. But uh, you know how I've said that I would take care of crime in the city if I was the mayor. It's usually just a handful of people who are the instigators of all the crime. I believe that you could boil down to a hundred individuals in the city of Atlanta, that if you neutralize those hundred mm-hmm. individuals, you would st- st- 
contain an awful lot of crime. And I said, but if I was mayor, I would put two cops on every one of those people. And whatever the law said, you know, you have to be five feet away, 10 feet away, wherever, they would get to know their cops. Hey, good morning. How you doing? And we would just keep an eye on them. I'm hoping that these people involved with jihad that are known, it's the same thing. You can't watch them eight hours a day and then knock off and go home. It's got to be constant, you know. And I want to know. Is it credible that there are people in the city that would do that tonight and have the ability to do that tonight if they were told to do it tonight? That's a bigger story because I feel like the cat's out of the bag. Even if they were going to do it, the plan has kind of been spoiled now. So the hacktivists have done some, some good work. Uh, we should get to, uh, let's go ahead and do our first outrage story. Hold on. Some- outrage Corner. That's outrageous. With English Nick. I thought a little flummox there because. Our program director, Pete Spriggs, has gotten in touch with me over my complaint of not being invited to the (laughs) Thanksgiving Day potluck here. Are you invited to his personal Thanksgiving? I want to read the, uh, I'll read the the text before we're done, but let's get to an outrage. All right, uh, some ladies, and a lot of people are outraged over the fact that Charlie Sheen forgot to tell people that he was HIV positive when he was sleeping with them. Did he forget? Charlie Sheen forgot. Forgot. I, That's on my list of things to do. I, just I mean, uh, when I get uh, when I get all sexed up, the first thing I forget <laughs> about is really important information about my sexual health and how I'm it could sorry. affect you and kill you. <laughs> yes, it just slipped my mind. Now, this is a weird. Apparently, Charlie Sheen has known he's had the HIV virus, which is not. It's, it's pre-AIDS, right? I mean, yes. to understand, it. he has the virus in his, but it's not full-blown and become. I guess. Mastitized wouldn't be the word, but it has not. It's not AIDS, AIDS yet. It's, it's not, not AIDS. AIDS. It's HIV. And apparently he's known this for a few years now. And over the week, I don't understand this whole element. I I don't understand this whole element of when somebody has news these days, we know about it two days before. Right. So so Charlie Sheen went on the Today Show to talk to Matt Lauer to announce that he had HIV. But we get the story two days beforehand. Charlie Sheen is going to be on the Today (laughs) Show to announce that. And then he goes there and he announces... Is that really the announcement if I knew it two days earlier? Right. So, which means the Today Show is trying to drive ratings with a celebrity's health issue, which is kind of sickening. And I didn't see it. You saw I, it, Nick. I saw it, You Matt, thought Matt Lauer was very condescending. I thought he was, Matt Lauer was kind of acting like a godlike figure, like, oh, Charlie Sheen, how dare you, and all this kind of yeah. stuff. Charlie Sheen had his physician on there who was explaining the, the medical side of it. Yeah. And all the time, Charlie Sheen's just looking around the studio like a five-year-old kid. He's you know? still nuts. Oh, he's crazy. No matter what's going on. But he said he's not doing drugs anymore, okay. but he is drinking a little stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I saw pictures of him on there. He, he looks to me like he has oh. a drink and... A thing every it's once sad, in a while. Man. But here's the thing. He could be in a lot yeah. of trouble. Now, Matt Lauer asked him the question, have you told everyone that you've had relations with since this happened? And he said yes. Mm-hmm. But there are women now coming out, I think there's six of them threatening to sue. Yeah, the saying, latest one is Cassandra Cruz, this porn star who slept with him once, she said. Yeah. Now, apparently, he had the physician on basically to make the point that the, the level that, that it's in his body, mm-hmm. apparently, it's almost impossible for him to give it to someone else. Not impossible, but very, very low, low likelihood. Right. Um, now, you could respond to this to any woman who comes forward and say, hey, you slept with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yes, that's my take on so, it. So, uh, you, you gotta, it's, if, if not this, certainly <laughs> something could have cropped up from that. You know, if you're going to sleep with somebody who you know is sleeping with a million other people... You're rolling the dice. And you're not insisting that that person wears a condom? 
The, yeah. You know, not now not to blame the victim here, but you did sleep with Charlie Sheen. You put yourself into a little bit of a minefield on that. But juries aren't going to care about that, and judges aren't going to care about no. that. That's just societal. Uh, if he continued to have many dalliances, see my family friendly. Love it. Love it. Dilly dalliances. Yes, it's, it's, it's dalliances. Dilly and dally and dally. They're my friends. So the, if he continued <laughs> to do this sort of thing and never told these women yeah. that he knew that this was something that he had, I mean, not only Charlie, Martin Sheen could be broke before this is over. Right. I mean, juries are not going to look kindly on that, and it is illegal. So it could become criminal at some point if there's enough of a pattern. Now, Matt Lauer did ask the question, and without hesitation, he said, I've told everybody. Yep. But he also said he was coming clean on the today show to get rid of all this blackmail apparently he's been paying millions of dollars to people not to let the world know that he has hiv and my question is why why were you who was blackmailing you and why if they if you've been up front with them if you've been yeah. up front with everybody yeah i mean i suppose he could say well it would hurt my career but you know your hurt your career was hurt when you went nuts a few years ago yes and uh, decided that you're becoming uh. a youtube star so i don't i don't i don't this, I, I would not be surprised to find that this guy is such an idiot that he did sleep around and not tell people. Mm. And if that's true, he is in a world of trouble. He has got whatever money he has, he should go look at it and kiss it because it's leaving. I mean, I mean, it's gone. At one point, I think there were like just random women were just going there and partying with him. Yeah, right? So yeah. how does he know how many people he slept yeah, with? Yeah, they were his goddesses. Yeah. And then, and then it gets into the porn industry, too, who they mm-hmm. have to police themselves. Oh. You know, they they have to police themselves yeah. because they're you know they have to trust whatever system they have in place to say that people have been screened. That's right. And so this is a this could be big. This could ruin this dude, and he could and have very little to do with the HIV. Yeah. Apparently, uh, you know, he's got money. He's got people around him. There's a lot. I saw Magic Johnson saying that when when he first had contracted HIV, there was one drug. Now there's thirty. So wow. if you catch it early enough, and obviously he's been doing it for four years now, and manage it, it's it's not quite there yet, but you can almost see it going into a diabetes direction where you can't get rid of it, but you can manage it. Yeah, it's not a death sentence anymore. Not it can be. I it think. can I think be. It, yeah. You don't want to declare mission accomplished. No, too no, soon, no, no, no. But, <laughs> but but it's certainly a lot different than being in fighting getting that diagnosis in 1985. Yeah. Then it was basically a death sentence. All right. When we return. My, uh, I'll let you know what my program director thinks of my Thanksgiving Day rant. <laughs> and we'll see if we can squeeze in another outrage or two. Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The snapping fingers of English Nick snap along at home. WSB's Kirk Mellis is predicting a high around 48 and a 5 on the Mellis meter. It's a weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. Before I get to this uh, text message, I was just very long text message I was sent by uh, Pete Spriggs because I went on a little rant about not being <laughs> invited to the Thanksgiving potpourri that they had here this week. Um, didn't you, I don't. I, I thought everybody would be talking about this right before I went to bed last night. Mm-hmm. SNL was. Whew, I don't know. I saw one sketch that was pretty funny, but the rest was almost unwatchable. And as I was walking out of the room. They started one of the uh, sketches. You're watching WSB-TV Atlanta. Up next, it's Right Side of the Bed. Stop. (laughs) 
And basically, the uh, the joke on it was it was one of those southern guy, effeminate guys who's constantly going on about how much he wants to bed down his wife. <laughs> but there was a Matthew McConaughey thing that uh, just did, well, didn't seem like it was working at all. You're watching WSB-TV Atlanta. Up next, it's Right Side of the Bed. Yeah, there you go. Then there was nothing else about WSB. I thought, oh my God, they're going to parody WSB-TV? What's, that's, what's going Clark on? Clark Howard was going to show up. There's going to be some sort of uh, <laughs> somebody doing Glenn Burns in a sketch or something. <laughs> but they just did that off the top and had nothing to do. So apparently I've uh, awakened my uh, program director, Pete Spriggs, who you know, sleeps in usually to about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but uh, apparently woke up this morning. <laughs> he says, it's very odd. It's very odd. That, this is one of those uh, text things that's three different bubbles It's so long. It's very odd that you saw the leftovers from Thanksgiving lunch, but not, all caps, the 15 signs about it and the huge sign-up <laughs> outside men's room for potluck. First of all, and then he throws in a ha-ha just to let, let him, you know, he's a good manager. He doesn't want me to think he's really angry at me. First of all, I don't want to sign up having anything to do with food outside the men's room. <laughs> I don't walk into the men's room. I'm not, I'm not in a potluck kind of mood. You're not thinking of pumpkin pie when no, you come out I'm, No, I'm no. not. I'm not. Or gravy. No. No. Uh, <laughs> says there's a long history. Now he's going to rope me in with everybody else he has to deal with. There's a long history of weekend folks. I guess that's what I am. I'm one of the weekend folks. There's a long history of weekend folks feeling like they don't get invited to Christmas parties because of email disconnects and no one notices signs posted. So... Tell Jared to make sure he gives you info on the Christmas party. I think you are invited. Oh, I think. Are the Christmas parties any good? I usually don't go to Christmas parties. Yeah, they're, they're wonderful. Yeah, they are. Right. Now I will send the email. I always forget about the party to Walter Reeves, O'Neill Williams, Wes Moss, Adam, Dr. Joe, etc. <laughs> <laughs> I've stood up. I've made a stand for all the weekend folks. Where's my email? We're all part of the family now. Mm-hmm. Oh, Autumn, didn't you see the sign-up for potluck just outside of the women's bathroom? I guess you didn't. Well, that's what I want to think of, food and drink as I'm going into the bathroom. <laughs> all right. My misanthrope buddy's up next. Everyone has an opinion. But he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome back. You know, if it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. In today's Sunday Atlantic Journal Constitution, not only do you get the great in-depth coverage, which you've come to expect, you also get $300 in coupon saving. Cha-ching. $300. Cha-ching. What does that equal? Cha-ching. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Jared Yamamoto. That's English Nick. That's Oi. Autumn Fisher. Oi. Hey, we're doing a live lounge show pretty soon, aren't what? we? What? Yes, we are. It was at December 11th. And on the live lounge shows, we are here live. That's why it says the word live is in And we're in the lounge. And we have a... <gasps> stu- I get it. You get it? We have a <laughs> studio audience. And uh, we'll be on 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. December 11th. That's correct. Uh, so this is a great thing because you can be in the audience, but if you can't be in the audience, you can be online, 
and everybody can listen on the radio. So a couple of separate things go on. We put on a radio show that if you were just driving around listening to the radio, would just be a really awesome radio show. But if you're in the audience or watching online, and we did this the last time, yep. it's basically a two and a half hour performance. We never stop on stage. So when we have to go to commercial break here on the online, we're still doing the show. We're still doing stuff. And it's it was exhausting, but fantastic mm-hmm. the last time around. We had a great, we had a lot, a lot of fun. So that's December 11th. 8 p.m. right here on WSB, the live lounge show. I can, I can push it back no longer. Let's do this. He's a misanthrope. He has a dark heart, and he needs a good psychiatrist. New York, New York. It's Greg Russ with stories from Studio B1. All right, Gregory, how are you this week? I'm okay. Oh, that's good. That's better than, than normal. He's okay. Ha- ha- happy uh, uh, Thanksgiving. That was hard for me to say. Well, <laughs> well I appreciate that. We're, uh, we actually will be on. We're, we're trying to figure out something. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe we, everybody's going out of town, you know. And so uh, I'm thinking about maybe we record a special Thanksgiving show. That's right. So we're slated to be on air. So if you haven't, if you want to listen on Thanksgiving Day, for, I believe from three to six is whenever our slot. Actually, no, it's two hours. So excuse me, three to five right, on right. Uh, on uh, Thanksgiving Day. So so we could either do a repeat or we could do something uh, kind of cool. And so I'm thinking something kind of cool right now, but I might get lazy and just do a repeat. You never know. But uh, <laughs> we would we, we Greg, would you like to do a Happy Thanksgiving show? You seem very holiday oriented. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all part of my attempt to uh, be positive, positive outlook on the world. It's, it's a real effort that's happening right now. I can tell. You sound very, very positive. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and get to the first story from Studio B1. <laughs> well, uh, you know, now that the holiday season is, is kicking off, uh, that Black Friday comes up after Thanksgiving, and uh, you know, one 135.8 million people are... are expected to uh, berate and trample and fight each other <laughs> on Black Friday in the uh, following weekend. Uh, well, look. That's up, though. That's up. That's up from last year. That seems odd to me because I would think more people would do their stuff online. But maybe that's just not social enough. I mean, you can, see, you can probably get better deals online, I would think. You would think so. Uh, and well, I, You don't have to I, leave your house. Yeah, thank you very much. But a lot of people, a lot of people are upset that you know, they moved Black Friday back lately to where now they, a lot of places open at like 4 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day and get this yep. stuff going. And there's a lot of anger about, hey, people should be able to stay with their families. Employees shouldn't have to work. Hey, tell that to the firefighters and the cops mm-hmm. and the lady who's at the uh, corner grocery store. People work. And as I recall, when I was yeah, a young... Yes, go ahead. I was going to say the point is those things are necessary. It's not necessary to open your store... Uh, to drive more business on Thanksgiving. It's, it's like uh, hold on. What are you speaking? Okay, Mister. Uh, I don't know what you're going on with your political, your politics there. I'm why not, is? I'm hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You follow me, son. What is? <laughs> why is it called Black Friday? It's called Black Friday because the numbers are in the black. Thank you, because they try to actually become profitable for the year on that I, weekend. So I if you say that. it's not necessary, if I own a business and I've put my money online uh, on the line, then perhaps it would be necessary to open up. And I'm just so sick and tired of all the complaining that goes on about working in this country. There's something very strange going on. Mm-hmm. I used to have to work when I worked at Blockbuster Video back in the day when I had my khaki pants and my blue shirt. 
I had to work on. I would always pick the holidays because I think most companies still do this. You get paid extra, mm-hmm. and then you get like an extra day off the next week. So I would be fine with it. You know, I I worked plenty of Thanksgivings in my life. Guess what we did? We worked around my schedule. If I was working in the afternoon, we made sure we ate by noon. If I was, uh, you know, working it in the morning, then we ate a little bit later. But here's the thing. I did not expect society to bend over backward for my schedule because I recognized that there's a whole bunch of other people out there and society cannot bend over backward to everyone's schedule. So I don't care about the people working. I, I Complain all you want. I just think it's ridiculous to open and then the fact that people file outside the like into the store they line up and they they fight each other for these deals i mean it's just pretty ridiculous to have this happen they're gonna make their money it's gonna happen over the weekend no matter what why does it need to happen on thursday night because all you of get, a sudden look if you have a storefront and you've got a you've got a line of people waiting to get in that's good mm-hmm. that's always looks good some people manufacture that it's not really all that necessary uh, yeah the fighting that goes on is you know a little bit overblown if you think about every place that opens up on black friday Right in the country, if you can get ten places where some sort of scuffle went, it seems like the country's out of control. But there well, were thousands upon thousands of people who acted properly. You know, it's no, that's, or, the that's, news that's, is made by the idiots. You recognize this, right? The news is made by the idiots. If in, in like local news. Any local news station, if they were being honest, every local newscast would open up with something kind of like this, which is 99.9% of us woke up, went to work, came home, and acted perfectly fine. That's really the news, but that's not interesting news. So we get the 1% who are jerks and idiots and try to ruin things for other people become the news. But the actual truth is most people who go shopping on Black Friday don't act like animals. Yes, Jerry? Yeah, I was going to say we've, we've been wrong with how we quote uh, the opening of stores on Thanksgiving Day. It actually has a name. It's Gray Thursday now. Yeah. So Who decides this stuff? Look, this is uh, this No, no, is no, no, no right I'm here. just saying who decides. Is there, is there a registry of names like... Uh, <laughs> Like for the yeah, internet. it's the same place where yeah, where you buy the star for people we were talking about on our podcast. Right? Oh yeah, that's the, yeah where you can buy a star for a loved one. I guess they keep the same registry. I think there's so one turkey. There's one turkey that makes these decisions. Uh, yes, like that. What's that thing we do? You know, oh, uh, Groundhog you... Day. Oh, there's one a, turkey there's a, there's comes there's out. There's one turkey that comes out and says it's Gray Thursday. It's Gray Thursday. Yeah. Well, well, how did the turkey determine Cyber Monday? I don't know, but he knows. If he it sees all. his shadow or not. <laughs> yes. Right. Cyber Monday makes some sense because it's cyber and it's uh, the coloring. Uh, you know, black makes sense because when you're in the black yeah. on your books, that means you are in a profit. So Black Friday makes sense. We're going to try to turn a profit for the whole year right here on this weekend. And then when you go gray, it's just like somebody's just making. Yeah. things up it's going to be moved up until the tuesday yeah it's going to be moved up to the tuesday before thanksgiving it's be called like lavender chartreuse tuesday. O- opaque wednesday <laughs> opaque wednesday <laughs> greg i think we stepped on you what are you going to say well i say uh, gray's dreary it's a dreary day when this uh, overzealous consumerism takes over a holiday where we're supposed to sit with our families and enjoy the company that's why it's gray and it'll be red Tuesday, the spilling of blood. Greg, is that what you do on Thursday? Is that you? You're sitting by your hearth with your family, enjoying old stories from your grandpa. Is that what you do, Greg? Oh, that says the person who can't 
quite often do uh, podcasts. You know, there's a podcast attached to the show because she has to be with her family. She's the one coming out again. <laughs> no, well, no, she's not coming. What she's saying is you're. What she's saying is. what she's saying. You're a liar. She's mocking. She's mocking the family setup, is what's happening here. You're a liar. No, I'm mocking you. No, she's. She's mocking you because you're a hypocrite because you're all worried about losing all these family notions for Thanksgiving, but we all know that you don't even ever really deal with your family at all. So it's some kind of cartoon notion that you have. And most of this stuff is just cartoon notions. Listen, the truth is, if you're with your extended family, by 4 o'clock on Thanksgiving, you want to either go to work or go shopping just to get away from these people. There's a reason that extended families... Don't get together all the time because it's only fun for about 12 minutes. Yes, Jared. Yeah, Greg, I got a solution for you, man. So in Canada, they don't have Gray Thursday or Black Friday. In fact, it's saying that all the Canadians come to America for uh, to shop. So there you go. So so you could escape to Canada for on Thanksgiving Day and you don't have to deal with all this stuff. Yeah, I'll jump on the train and go to Montreal. There you go. I'll just, I'll just hide out there for the rest of the holiday season. I'll Problem watch. solved. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I tell people, just stop complaining. If you got to work on Thanksgiving, go to work. It's America. Why do people complain? You know, do you have that story in there? Yeah, if you work at a job that does that, then try and get a different job. Exactly. Or make sure you get paid extra for going in. Yeah. Something along those you lines. Know or, you know what? Just swallow it and suck it up. REI are going to pay their people to not work on Thanksgiving. I recognize that. Crazy. That's what they want to do. That's their thing. That's fine. That's their corporate decision. And maybe it helps with morale. But And that's their, their if they, they run the place, that's what they want to do. But as an employee, can we just in this country stop complaining about work that Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook is going to take two months off for paternal leave? Are you kidding me? I, what is going on in this country that a father needs to take two months off to be with a newborn? I'm not buying into this millennial <laughs> garbage. He can Just, afford it. He wait, can afford it. That's number one. First of all, he can afford it. And secondly, let me tell you something about my parents. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that my mom was back waiting on tables about seven days after she dropped me. There's I'm no way pretty, that's true. I'm pretty sure. I mean, they just didn't think of it like that in 1964. No. And my dad certainly wasn't taking any days off. <laughs> he was out there working. Work. It's work. It's not supposed not to be the... What? When you're scamming people, there's no time for a break. This was after he got out of prison. <laughs> talking right, about, got, I got a fish on the line. I got to go reel it in. I I'm got talking, a sucker down the street. Talking about when he was doing legitimate work. He never... Magazines. This is... this is We are becoming such a soft country. Fathers need two months off to be with their newborn. Oh, what a horrible thing. I used to live in a country called America. <laughs> I don't know what happened. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back... The best goodbyes in the business. Don't be stupid. Don't miss it. On News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. WSB's Kirk Mellish is predicting a high around 48 and a 5 on the Mellish meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. All right, Greg, we don't have a lot of time, so try to squeeze in one more story from Studio B1. Well, this is really exciting. We are not alone. Astronaut Scott Kelly has proven without a doubt that UFOs exist, but it's going to be covered up by the government, so you're not going to know. But he's tweeted uh, two photos, and uh, this, is, this is a problem since they got out there before they could be censored. He tweeted two photos from the space station, and in the upper right corner you can see um, an object 
with lights at the end of it. It's kind of floating there. Yeah, I've seen this, by the way. I've seen this picture. And let me just say to people right now, there is no such thing as UFOs in that sense. There is no way to travel through the vastness of time and space in a big ship like that. Just look into Einstein. I won't bore you with it. But the faster you get, you got to be able to go at light speed or, or faster, probably faster. The faster, the closer you get to light speed, the more weight you take on, the more mass you take on. That adds drag. It's not possible, okay? Eric, so, don't fool yourself, Eric. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> conspiracy Carol there. Don't fool yourself. You know up there in Alaska they got that... That a weapon that's uh, uh, lifting up the atmosphere that's bringing these extraterrestrials over to our planet. <laughs> I saw this picture, and it's probably just something that's in the window of the space station. It's probably just some sort of glare. But if you look at the picture, it does kind of look like a UFO. And But people who fall for that, really, you think it's hanging out there like a Buick? Well, look, <laughs> you know, like a, a huge Buick just hanging out over there. This is idiotic. If, if you're going to travel through time, you have to do it in the Star Trek way, which would be to reduce yourself to zeros and ones, transmit yourself at the speed of light, and then reincorporate yourself on the other end. Because you cannot get into a big ship and travel that fast. Look into it. Wake up. I get annoyed by the UFO people, just like I get annoyed by the ghost people. You need to go into your Christmas corner is what you need I to do. I do need to go into my Christmas corner. Uh, and all I have to do, right? I have to say goodbye. It goes by so fast, doesn't it? Just two hours a week, and then before you know it, it's over. Uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in. If you want more from me, ericvonline.com, E-R-I-C-V-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. And we do podcasts and all kinds of stuff. They're not really family friendly. Be careful. The podcasts are explicit. And then we this actually becomes a podcast within 24 hours. I want to thank everybody. Chris Camp, DeMarco, Autumn Fisher, Jared Yamamoto, English Nick. Thank to all of you, thanks to all of you for listening. That was this episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you again next week at 1 p.m. Until then, would you please just get off my lawn?